Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the podcast where we get to the heart of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom one minute at a time. I'm Pete Mart. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Jerry Porter. And today we have a special guest to welcome to the show. You might remember the episode we did with his dad, Chris Hopkins, who painted the famous Temple of Doom teaser trailer. That's one of our most popular episodes. And he's also a fantastic artist in his own right. Uh, welcome Justin Hopkins to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. Of course. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. And today we are talking about Minute 86, which begins with Willie being hoisted up from a lava pit, and it ends with Willie being hoisted up from a lava pit. And <laughs> in between, we get the operatic climax of Chatterlaw's tragic but beautiful life. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, just to keep that um, that beautiful mood, Pete, I have something for you uh, specifically, Tommy, in second four. Oh, yeah, um, when Willie is uh, being pulled up from the lava vortex and she's silhouetted and backlit by the lava, yeah, you can uh, you can kind of see her underwear. Yeah, wait a minute. Hang on. That's, yeah, yeah. There you go. Stop Everyone the show. Oh, son of a gun! Look at that. Oh, I'm sorry. There you sorry. go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to lead with that. It just kind of right there. No, oh, if, to make you feel, uh, can I can I tell the horrible joke that I just made up as Pete was doing his intro? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it when um, when uh, a, a minute of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom uh, begins and ends almost the same way? The scene, the, the uh, oh shoot, I can't. Now I'm phrasing it wrong. Uh, it begins and ends identically. Oh, identically. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Justin, I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Well, you, nope, this I'm is sorry. where the bar is. This is what you. This is what you have to deal with. Can I? Can I bring it even lower and uh, earlier do. in the minute? Uh, yeah. It, uh, something that I was struck by, and I'm I'm sure maybe not everybody would notice something like this, but uh. In second one, when she's being lowered down into the pit, on the left hand, upper right, or upper left hand side, there's a really strange rock formation coming from the top of the frame, and it looks incredibly phallic to me. I mean, it's so it's so <laughs> bizarre. Like there, I've never seen a stone oh form like God. that. It's like yeah. so penile that I was I, I noticed it immediately because wow. it also it also lands oh, it if, you, is. if you're it if totally you're is. if you're like designing a frame like as I would seeing things as an illustrator that's where you put your main element of focus in the what they yeah. call the golden ratio and there's a, 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 a like kind of a a fi a blazing fire and directly above it is a phallic object which I found wow. really strange now what rhymes with golden ratio that would be appropriate for this <laughs> I don't know. That's 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 your territory. Right. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna M minute eighty six. This is it. We're coming out the gate. I like this. Yeah. This is right in the like fifth grade lunchroom. Yeah. <laughs> We're all secure in our masculinity. <laughs> well, I had a you know I have a question here. So so Willie passes out. Now does she pass out 
Like, is it out of shock that, you know, she's missing she her diamonds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the hell out of her. Is it that, or is it like from the heat, or is it from just uh, plain old despair? Well, she's barely sweating. Like, she's, I, which <laughs> again confirms my theory that it's a magic trick. So I don't think it's the heat. Hmm. Yeah, you don't think it's the heat. I kind of do. I, I mean, I always assume, but no, I agree. But Pete's right that she's not, uh, none, of, none of the effects of heat are very realistic in all these lava-based scenes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I do think that she's, you know, I always assume that she just, yeah, passed out. Yeah, I think that's what you're sp- probably supposed to assume. The oxygen is probably not the right levels for <laughs> perfect human times. Or just that, like, uh, that old misogynistic damsel in distress feeling faint thing. Woo! You know, right, so that has right. the... Has the, the the male protagonist have to leap into action, you know? Right. And the the rock formation foreshadows that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, hey, what do you, I mean, what do you think the workman comp package is at the Temple of Doom here? Because when I'm watching Indy pull that, that, you know, that wheel back up and he's yanking it up, you're like, that is just murder on yeah. the uh, sacroiliac joint. Yeah, and Harrison Ford supposedly has a rotten back right now. Right. Yeah, I think Spielberg's just making him <laughs> maybe hates him or something because he's making him yeah. do all these things with his back. Well, he kissed his future <laughs> wife on screen. Well, and also just like I mean that motion as somebody who has like you know a really messed up sacrum, <laughs> I can say what well, rhymes with sacrum. Um, no, uh, I had, uh, <laughs> that type of motion was just it was just horrible to watch. Yeah. Like it just like everything tightened up in my lower back. <laughs> just, yeah. He's like drawing and twisting and gnarling his back. I was aerating the yard yesterday and watching that makes it <laughs> hurt even worse. Yeah. Well, I thought, you know, they must move, move, you know, they must lose a lot of those uh those altar boys to the uh to <laughs> some sort of, you know, they're oh, I'm out 6 weeks again. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm pulling up the cage. You know, I'm all around. He's doing this stuff every night. <laughs> Maybe they have those uh, weightlifting belts on under their yeah. robes and stuff. <laughs> so, like, Moeller, I mean, everybody's messed up with, with all sorts of injuries uh, due to the workplace. I mean, Molaram has the, uh, you know, the carpal tunnel supports on his wrist. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got some strange stuff going on here, too. Like, if you look at around second 12... Like, I was trying to figure out what's going on after he starts bringing Willie up. And he's like, you know, he's working his back here, trying to get the hoist up. And in the background, you can see Shorty beating up a guard or something. Yeah. And it looks like he's doing it. He looks like he's attacking him with a torch. And I'm wondering, (laughs) is he about to, like, free a bunch of guards from their Kali zombie? I think he is. Yeah. And they're going to have some allies that we never see. Oh, wow. (laughs) Hey, you're right. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's like we talked about a few minutes ago, like he torched that one mime guy mm-hmm. and then, you know, Indy, I think, ends up hitting the mime, <laughs> the mime guy. But I think Shorty knew what he was, had to do and started trying to bring people out of the black sleep. Yeah. Hey, we, we we talked about that. Do you, uh, Justin, do you have any, do you know, are you familiar with the deleted scene? Whereas if uh, basically how how Short Round discovered that if you you know, hit somebody or touch somebody with fire, if they encounter fire, then, then they're awakened from the black sleep. I guess not. I thought he, I thought he figured that out when he uh, just tried it on 
indie. Right. That's what. And I well, that's thought. yeah. Well, if you watch the movie, you figure that yeah. out. But 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 th- there was a. Di- I mean, which you, you wonder. It's like he throws water in his face. Nah, nah, nah. That didn't work. Hits <laughs> <laughs> him with a frying pan. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Gives him a little bit more vitamin D. No, that didn't work. Drinks a glass of water upside down. No. Nope. <laughs> Something about something I was wondering. So this the the guy who's about trying to stab Indy uh, about halfway through this minute and gets tucked underneath the uh, um, the yeah. mechanism. Is he yeah, like an innocent bystander who 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 has, has drank the blood and become like a slave to this guy, and he is like a like collateral damage, or do you think he's one of the like thuggy? Uh, like higher up henchmen, like where he's clear headed and he's making this of his own volition, you know, making these horrible decisions. See, see, let's just, let's just. I think I have the answer. I think, <laughs> I think if if you look at how, because Chatterlall, this is where you see him. You see in the background, and he's pulling up the winch, and you see a guy holding a knife and start to come mm-hmm. out, and then it, you, it, the camera pans back, and you see it's Chatterlall. Mm-hmm. But you see from his skill with the knife that he, he doesn't seem like he really knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that in before he drank the Kali blood, he was a pacifist like Gandhi. And oh. he was probably dedicated <laughs> to nonviolent resistance to the British. And so then he turns into this guy and he, you see him with his terrible fighting skills, but he's just completely <laughs> unresponsible for his actions. Oh, I, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent only because like you see him earlier on in the movie with the Maharaja, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, so yeah. it, it seems like in the British guys, they... They're there, and they they don't seem like. Um, I mean, I could be totally misinterpreting this, but it seems like he's been there for a while, like as part of the Maharaja's, uh, I don't know, entourage or something. And maybe yeah. there he's he's been there for a while, and he was also taken hostage by this uh, Molaram. I yeah. feel like I feel like he is just an innocent bystander who ends up getting uh, essentially murdered by <laughs> Indiana Jones in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I want to. We're going to make a point right here, yeah. and, and and you brought up the uh, you know what we'll call the entourage. Right. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh, no, but this is the thing. That guy, Chatterlal, is the second most devious or you know sinister guy in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And you weren't even completely like you're like, hey, I think I know who that guy is. He's kind of yeah. one of those bad yeah. guys, right? Yeah, it's really. And we've we've discussed this. Yeah, it's it. What they do with him is nothing, and the fact that you know, you're not alone. Going, hey, is I think that guy was one of the bad guys, and you're like, that guy's the second <laughs> in command bad guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean his his wardrobe's drastically changed so so much, though. I think yeah. it also might yeah. be just the. Lack of like visual sophistication with you know during this time period where like the main bad guys and the main good guys are supposed to have uniforms so you can tell them apart from each other. (laughs) So like uh, like the the Malaram or whatever always has that. I mean he looks scary all the time because he never changes his clothes and uh, (laughs) and same like with Willie and 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 Short Round they always look exactly the same. So you. You know, yeah. you, you you can just tell them apart from everybody else. And this guy, this guy went through a pretty drastic wardrobe change. So I think that's in the grand vocabulary of the of the movie. That's that's kind of upsetting everything a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I was with you. I didn't really know. You know, obviously, the first many times I watched the movie, I guess I eventually put it together that that is Chatterlall. Yeah. But um, Pete, you and I are going to butt heads here for a second because. Okay. Um, 
you know, you guys all know by now that I have a theory that to ascend the Temple of Doom ladder of success, you need to be ambidextrous. <laughs> and, you know, here's one more Sankara stone of proof. You know, we, we've seen Molaram heart grab both right and left-handed. Uh, we well, talked almost. about... <laughs> he never went through with the other one. That's you're easy. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He never but went no. through with the other one. But we'll allow it. We've seen Pat, uh, you know, we've seen Pat Roach as a whipping switch hitter, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> and here in second 28 of this minute, minute 86, we see Chatter Lal artfully switch hands wielding his dagger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're all, all the bad guys are actually ambidextrous. Wait, how are you going to butt heads with Pete over that? Because I think I think he was clumsy when he switched hands. Oh, I see. Okay. I think yeah. that was like, proof that he didn't know how to use a knife. But he can still be ambidextrous and just not know how to use a knife. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't use it use it very well when he switched hands. I mean, he just kind of like flopped himself onto the gears of that machine. <laughs> it, didn't really improve true. it didn't help him. That's true. I don't know yeah. why he switches. I think that might be the. Uh, you know what? I think that might be the international sign for sinister. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, speaking of international sign for sinister. We can also add to the confusion here because when he's coming after Indy, Indy looks over and makes eye contact with Willie, who's suspended in the cage. Yeah. Um, right. And their glance is broken when somebody starts laughing, like somebody starts doing this evil villain laugh. And my question was, who's doing the villain laugh? Is it Chatter Lal or is Mola Ram off screen doing it? It is weird because it doesn't sound anything like Chatter Lal, but no, it does sound like all. it's supposed to be him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that it is him, but it's just it's weird and awkward, like some other guy did his voice or something. Yeah, I thought hmm. maybe it was Mola Ram somewhere watching, maybe because he kind of did that whole trapdoor thing, and then he snuck away <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I haven't gotten over that. The weirdest part of yeah, the that's movie. That's hilarious. That part's hilarious. <laughs> hey, speaking of stuff that I can't get rid of, that I can't let go, this wheel uh-huh. will never stop bothering me because <laughs> earlier we see that it's sort of like that. You know, the, there's the wheel with the spokes that you know you got to manually, you know, like raise it up like that. But to let it go, you got the lever. And up until now, like two or three times, when that lever is let go of, the cage goes and stops because it's like a dead man switch or something. But here. As yeah. they're fighting, Chatterlaw lets go, and the cage just keeps falling until Chatterlaw stops the wheel with his body. <laughs> so I don't like that the, they're, they're switching rules on us just for some uh, <laughs> cinematic uh, goofishness. Yeah. I don't allow it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, fair I'm enough, fair I'm enough. And I, I just hate how Chatterlaw goes out here. Oh, I was Does he even say, go out? Yeah. Do we know for sure that he goes we out? We don't, actually. He's... I won't get that... I, Let's get to that the next minute. Okay. But there is a deleted... Or they filmed a very different scene originally, and I'm not sure why that got taken out too, but Chatter Law goes out a lot differently. Ooh. Uh, and they actually filmed it because there are, are production stills, or not production there are actually stills shots you can see of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the original script and what they filmed, right after, you know, Indy and, and Willie have that glance that I was just talking about that gets interrupted by the laugh. But in the original one, they're looking at each other, making eye contact, and Willie yells, look out. And Chatter Lal has grabbed a pistol from a fallen guard. And he spins oh. towards Indy, and Indy kicks the pistol out of his hand. And then Chatter Lal starts yelling, and his eyes turn yellow. Huh. And he dives at Indy, and they both crash onto the cage. And then somehow, I guess Willie has, he's gotten Willie out when they make, actually, when they're making eye contact. So they both crash onto the cage, and it starts falling into the thing, and they're fighting. And Indy jumps out just in time, and Chatterlaw screaming falls into the lava. Oh, weird! See, that's 
That sounds, that awesome. sounds awesome. Why yeah. not do that? <laughs> yeah. And there's actually, there's a leaked image of uh, Chatter Lol and Indy fighting on the cage. And then there's another image of Lol, like a one where they're actually behind the scenes where he's on the cage looking up when he's about to hit the lava. Oh, wow. So I'll, I'll post those in the Facebook group. Yeah. Because, I mean, you talk about the death of Chatter Lol, and it, it's not exactly a supernova explosion no. here. I mean. <laughs> no, he just completely goes out with a whimper. Yeah. No. <laughs> that sound is so gross. That... Well, for, I mean, first of all, he still has he still has his face. You know, I mean, it didn't melt yeah. off. Yeah, for for a yeah. second in command, no propeller, bad guy. Nothing. No propeller. Exactly, he didn't get his face arbied off by yeah. a plane propeller. They could have easily uh, had him had his head get crushed by those spokes or something. That didn't happen. Yeah, that would have been a little gruesome, but you know. Doctor Thomas talked about how hard it is to get through the rib cage when you're pulling out a heart. Like maybe oh, yeah. this is how they soften him up. well i was i was thinking here it's what's fascinating is that uh, apparently he does die of a myocardial contusion oh and i'm just thinking i mean (laughs) the hearts really take a beating in this movie yeah he's not someone to get shot in the head in this movie or something yeah he does i mean that's that is i mean that is his cause of death isn't it either like that or just it's like his heart is either yeah, it's, I mean, it stops because of, I guess, the, the weight of the cage <laughs> and Willie in the cage. It crushes his heart. Or may, maybe it suffocates him, I guess, and he can't breathe. Well, I don't actually think he dies, and I think we'll see that next minute. But if he does right. die, I agree with you. Sure. That I, I think that's exactly what would happen. And then and then we see the Temple of Doom congregants, you know, cheer at Chatterlaw's demise. and That's another example of, like, you know, just crowds of people shouting, and you don't know what they're shouting about. We saw that all the time in Raiders, and now yep. here, like they, we know they should they should be upset and angry, but they're just kind of going. Ah, 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 well, are, they, are they are they cheering on the fight, or are they cheering on Indy? Are they angry at Indy? It's hard to know. That's like, what side what, they're yeah, on here. Yeah, it seems like it's like a WWE. Yeah, they're just enjoying the fight. Yeah. No, I think I think they recognize and celebrate any myocardial con- contusion. <laughs> yeah. Just when one happens, they've been so conditioned <laughs> to be into yeah, that. Just like, oh look, his heart! <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's dying because of his heart. That's what they're yelling: heart, 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 heart. <laughs> but it does it does lead me to believe that there's there's a, a separation like that gulf that separates them from the stage is not something you can pass, because otherwise they would be over there. You know, trying to help, I think. Right. Yeah, I almost feel bad for those guys. Like, they, they're probably, probably, if they're angry, that's probably frustrating for them. <laughs> it seems like they just are not capitalizing on, on, an, on you know, method of escape during a diversion. Yeah. I, I thought that's what was kind of weird about it. Like, when, when this is going on, instead of, like, escaping, like, uh, starvation and, like, slavery, they're just, like, cheering <laughs> on a fight between a stranger and an oppressor. It's, just, it's kind of a strange reaction. I feel like everybody would be running for the exits. Well, is... But uh, that's just Is me. there a... Like, okay, so there's, there's the chasm of lava. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked about before, like, you know, there's sort of the upper balcony where the choir, the choir sings and where they'd house the organ and the other instruments that they kind of come in on. Uh-huh. Is there no other way to get to the altar? No. From the Temple of Doom? I mean, can you not, uh, you know, can you not get to the altar like where Mola Ram is? No. And there's a scene we'll talk about in the next couple of minutes, I think in two minutes, a deleted scene that will express why. Okay. Oh wow. And I've got a stupid question, but are 
Are we sure that's lava? <laughs> like, it, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It does not look like lava whatsoever. Like it. I feel like. Uh, th- I mean, this this movie. I think it won like the Oscar for special effects or something. Um, but it didn't. It didn't. I mean, that doesn't look like lava at all to me. It looks like stomach acid or something. <laughs> it, it, it does. Doesn't it look like it's very it, inner it space? Looks, and it, uh, yeah, it is. I think. Well, when you were talking about the chuckle, I was thinking maybe the temple made that uh, <laughs> that uh, that villainous cackle, and it's actually lowering its food into its directly into its stomach acids because that is a. I mean, that is, I mean, that's just not like any lava I've ever seen. It's just. Uh, watery and yellow and gross looking. I like that. It's kind of so like Kali is actually maybe that's like Kali's stomach, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like that's sort of uh, how Kali shows up, uh, you know, in 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 uh, in the world, just uh, in that cave down there. And that's there. You gotta feed. I mean, you gotta feed Kali. Those are the rules. Well, hey, thanks for the support, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the support. <laughs> but I mean, that just lava is just not very convincing, as cool as it is looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you thought the air conditioning might be in on the Temple of Doom, and that's why Indy still has his jacket on. And, and you were even saying, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's showed up and, you know, all these congregants are shirtless in shorts. And I'm, I agree with you. Someone here has a thyroid condition. You know what I mean? I don't know who it is. Either you drink all the collade. And like your thyroid or your hypothalamus kind of goes haywire and you can't really <laughs> regulate body temperature. Yeah. Or maybe Indy has that problem. You know, maybe he is like his hypothalamus is out of whack. Oh, so that's why he's always wearing the, the winter coat. Like he's wearing the, the winter jungle. Or, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he might have a thyroid condition. I don't know. But who are, like, who are these congregants? Like, do you think they've drunk the blood or do you think they just happen to like like the you know they stop by one sunday and like i kind of like this church i'm gonna start going here or do you think they're prisoners like who do you think they are they gotta be prisoners if they're if they're cheering on the demise of that guy i mean i feel like they have to be prisoners right i don't know they seem kind of into it do you think that they were upstairs in the palace at dinner do you think they're like the uh do you think that maybe it's the kitchen staff from pancot palace oh man i don't know <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Weird question. Like on, a, on their way down, maybe there's like a secret passage, and they all have to take their shirts off and put on shorts. <laughs> and then you kind—it's kind of like the opposite of going to math, mass as a Catholic. You kind of have to like take <laughs> off some dress clothes. Down. Yeah. yeah, you dress down. <laughs> or maybe they're all just the kids, like growing, like in the process of growing up, because this has been going on for years and years. Yeah. And years. yeah, you're off mine duty. You're on uh, congregant duty. Yeah, that's gotta, that is part. That's the way it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's the, then the progression would be, you're, you're stolen as a kid, you're a minor for a few years, then you become like that that really sad kid in the cage, and you drink the collade, and then you become a <laughs> congregant, and then you become Larry, and you get sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. Brainwashing. Yeah. Cycle of life. They- <laughs> well, I guess, so the, the, if there are this many of them, it seems like there'd be maybe like there's a Larry every day. Yeah, there's a sacrifice every day, I think. Which is, which explains why Molaram has carpal tunnel. <laughs> really? I mean, why he switches hands, yeah. Yeah, well, he's got to keep Oof. switching his hands. It's Wednesday, I'll go with the left. Oh, <laughs> well, Justin, how... Uh, how were you first introduced to the Raiders series or specifically Temple of Doom? 
Oh man, this was my favorite. Uh, with a question, my favorite movie when I was a kid. Wow. Uh, and I, well, I went through. Uh, I went through phases of uh, liking uh, every Indiana Jones movie the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as I've gotten old and, uh, and old, older <laughs> and more um, and more like uh, sophisticated in the, like uh, film narrative, uh, you know, obviously Raiders is the best one. But for a long time, I thought uh, this one was pretty untouchable. <laughs> sure. Kid. And uh, and Last Crusade, pretty pretty awesome still. Um, but uh, th- this movie, I think probably because because uh, of my dad, but also. I, I didn't really realize that as a kid. We just had the VHS box set, uh, so I, I would just watch it like uh, every day for or for uh, for years almost. Yeah, this is a it was amazing. <laughs> the movie's still it's still a pretty bad movie, but actually <laughs> I think it's pretty great as an adult. It's pretty good. I I, I think it, there's some amazing uh, set pieces and amazing framing and and, and Charlton Heston or not Charlton. Heston, <laughs> Sure. No, Harrison Charlton Ford. Heston. That Charlton Heston's fine, man. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, I have him in my notes as well. <laughs> I have notes here on the side, but like Harrison Ford has like he kind of has like this weird like Harold Lloyd vibe with his yeah, face, he does. And, you know, and the way he moves his body, yeah. it's, he's great. He's super, super yeah. great. Yeah. But as, as I've grown up, I've kind of realized um, what parts of it seem like they scream like. Uh, uh, George Lucas more so than others, and this feels like the most Lucasy uh, of all of the movies. Why is that? Why do you think? Why does it feel that way to you? I know what you mean. I, I think because he always tries to shoehorn in these really bad ideas <laughs> to like make to make. I feel like to like appeal to a way bigger audience than is necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, like kids, like they like have to have that like sidekick, and that's why I love the movie as a kid because I was like, there's an analog mm-hmm. from sure. kind mm-hmm. of in the movie. And then will the you know you're like oh we have to like oh I, I used to love those like like uh, club singers as a kid we should put one of those in the movie, you know like really like play up to like the nostalgia of it and but they don't really he never seems to really nail it you know in any of these situations I feel like short rounds kind of off and and Willie if she's like that um, gold digging seductress uh, club singer like we're in like the noir movies they would be kind of you know sultry and sassy and uh kind of uh you know intelligent and manipulative and here she's just played to like weird comic effect and kind of in a weird way mean spirited comic (laughs) effect you know uh so i i feel like that's a very lucasy thing to do like uh do these things add add these side sidekicks that are completely unnecessary just to appeal to a wider audience and it just kind of ruins the movie in a lot of ways um i mean he does he does that in, in a lot of his movies so it just seems like a Lucasy thing to do. Well, I uh, I could be no, wrong. I loved your 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 quote. I mean, I I think we're a little bit ha- halfway through the movie, more more than halfway, and you said uh, it's bad, but it's great. Yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I think I that that's like no explanation necessary. That's I get it. <laughs> oh, it's it's fantastic yeah. fun. I mean, like it's it's an unbelievably an unbelievably fun movie. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, I mean, it's got a, a tremendous amount of problems with it. I've got a question for you guys, though. You guys have probably talked about it many, many times over the course of the series. Uh, but do you think he's a, a bad archaeologist or the best archaeologist? Oh, he's the worst archaeologist. <laughs> he's not even an archaeologist. He's such a bad archaeologist. <laughs> okay, okay. A- I see. I, I was with you on that, but I've changed oh, really? my mind. He finds a lot of neat stuff. 
We'll give him that. And then he burns <laughs> he it all. promptly destroys it, yeah. steps on it and kicks it. Wipes his feet on it. Yeah, hides it away. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I was thinking about this a lot while watching this again. And I think he might be, if, if he is an actual archaeologist, and I listened to some of the episodes when you guys were talking about maybe he was faking it and that's why he winked to short round <laughs> or whatever um, when he said Dr. Jones. <laughs> I think that he might be the greatest archaeologist of all time, and uh, because um, if any of these adventures, like I know this was like technically the first one, but if these adventures are any indication, this guy, this man, has proved the existence of God and the paranormal. <laughs> and the, on- the only way you can be a, a professor of archaeology is if you have uh, papers published. So he's had papers published of these massive discoveries, which would make sense why he's such a rock star in his school and the, all, the, all the women want him and are after him and all the, all the ar- other archaeologists uh, find him so famous and desirable. Because if this person has proven and published the, the, uh, the proof of an existence of God, not only the existence of God, but this movie also proves that all gods are created equal, then he's the most important man who's ever lived. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact that he does all these things is, is because he's gone above the call of duty where most archaeologists prove that like, people have like, made and broken pots for thousands of years. <laughs> he's proved the existence of God. That's a pretty big deal. So he gets a little bit more license to do these things. And also, I was thinking, because I did some more research, when they said this belongs to a museum, that's actually a really poignant thing to say. Because uh, back in this time period, um, I guess in the, uh, during the Depression, I don't know if you guys know this, but I found this by accident just the other day, um, that uh, FDR, part of his New Deal, was doing these make-work archaeological um, uh, digs. Like I think it was called the National Historic... Uh, Preservation Act, where they did all these make-work jobs where people would become amateur archaeologists and dig up and try to find relics before they did any big building developments. Oh. But because of this, they uh, they had a lot of like discovery with very little actual curation. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of artifacts that just end up in these big warehouses because there's too much getting these artifacts and not enough organizing, studying them, and curating the narrative into museums. Hmm. Oh, wow. So maybe... The point of him saying that is that like, oh, like he's, he's one of the guys who actually has the knowledge and can clearly speak like seven to ten language flu- languages fluently and can read hieroglyphics back and forth um, and ancient dead languages. He's one of the only guys with a specific, specific uh, skill set in order to go find these relics, fight off the, uh, uh, the uh, kind of uh, grave robbers, and also be able to see their importance and put them properly in a, a narrative in the museum curatorial. So when he's saying that all oh, that belongs in a museum and, and all the museum gets it, he's, 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 he's trying to guard it against other people coming along and then just sticking it in a warehouse. Exactly. And, and, that's what, and then at the end of Raiders, that's why it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's not, it's not, he's almost never successful, which is Aww. just also, is also, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's sad, but it's uh it's realistic. Yeah I, love I like that. yeah. I like it. That's fantastic. Kind of just split, split open the franchise. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not that our, 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 he's a bad archeologist because no archeologists do this. He's just the best one because he's gone above and beyond punching Nazis 
kissing Nazis. <laughs> like you know, he's he's gone, he's gone the distance where other archaeologists have never have never gone before. Well, I, I have. There's one one little wrinkle here that's that's preventing oh, sure it. No, <laughs> that's only one. Did yeah. he publish? At the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> did I'm he actually publish, <laughs> and and was it you know um, printed or or was it part of this whole weird non-disclosure thing, where he wasn't allowed to <laughs> write a paper, and you know submit it to Scientific American or whatever archaeology you know archaeology today. See, I think he wrote like a I think he wrote like a. a popular book after this like Sundays with Shiva or something and that's why all the women in his class are so gaga over him yeah I mean he couldn't have uh, written written a uh, publishable paper after Raiders because he had his eyes closed when it all went down so he has no actual evidence he just woke up and everybody was melted and uh, I don't think that's a publish. I don't think that's that's uh, grounds for publishing. You know. Right, right. Well, what what what's your what's your what's your footnote? <laughs> what are you gonna reference? <laughs> yeah, I guess, Malta. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean these are just some of the some of the maybe uh, hundreds of adventures this guy's been on. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I just don't want him to be a grave robber. <laughs> that's all. Well, you went around. Or you went uh, about it the right way. <laughs> you, he kind of just paved a highway yeah. straight down, yeah. Yeah, unapologetically. He's the best ever, and I get it. I mean, if you can prove the existence of God and the paranormal, uh, that's fine with me. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh. This just in. From Professor Christy Porter. The only slip in this scene is the cage. I think that oh. was a little, uh, oh. you know, the whole uh, uh-huh. foundation garments <laughs> that we <laughs> talked about. And I was hoping she was going to say the only slip in this scene is the disc in Indy's back. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> we got a lot of slips. Nice. We got the cage. We got, uh, you nice. know, the L4, <laughs> L5, <laughs> lower uh, the sacroiliac. And uh, we got uh, Willie's, uh, no, you know, underwear. No slip. <laughs> well we bring it full circle yep. yeah nice thanks christy thanks christy <laughs> well on that note uh anybody have anything else for minute 86 i, I want to say one thing uh and that's that uh, like everything i just said it was uh was a product of overthinking and under research <laughs> oh, so if i'm spoken no there about that's the, the, show about the fdr about. thing please, please uh <laughs> Yeah, that was the, yeah. Just know that I'm not an expert on archaeology or like. Well, I feel like you know, India is just uh, you know underthinking, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> period. Yeah, underthinking. Yeah. <laughs> so it's possibly yeah, but the guy speaks like eight languages fluently. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Debatable. Wait to hear him tell it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess so. In his mind, I think he speaks eight languages fluently. <laughs> That's been uh, debated. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Where he's he's a, a polyglot or a monoglot. <laughs> <laughs> what has not been debated, Justin, is that we've really enjoyed having you on the show, and you are a fantastic artist. Oh, and thank you. If people are interested in finding out more about your work or learning more about you, how would they do that? Uh, well, uh, I've I um I've got a gallery downtown called uh, No Wave N O H W A V E dot uh and the 
the website is nowave.co. And uh, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I announce all my shows um, there. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that at rarebitultra. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find most of the updates on what I'm doing, if anybody happens to be interested in that. Cool. And that's downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. Downtown Los Angeles uh, on the corner of San Pedro and uh, 3rd Street. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And you guys are, uh, you know, invited to anything that we do there. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll put you guys on the mailing list. Yeah, yeah, please definitely. do. I will definitely be. Uh, I will definitely come come out and uh, and see the gallery. I'd love to. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Tom, if someone wants to get on the equivalent of our mailing list, what would you suggest? They should send their uh, full address, bank account <laughs> number, social security number, and post it to the Indiana Jones Minute Listeners Crusade. On Facebook, that's the main place where we interact with all you nice people who uh, spend your time listening to us talk about Indiana Jones all day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, join us over there and uh, find us on Twitter at Indiana Jones Min and uh, find us on iTunes and leave us a nice review and, and spread the love by golly. Please do, by golly. Please do. And after you do that, please join us back here tomorrow for minute 87 of the Indiana Jones Minute. Jones! <laughs> <laughs> like that? There you go. Is that right? There it is. <laughs> <laughs>